Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees, promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Buenos días, ¿qué tal estamos? It's lesson 75 of Coffee Break Spanish, and in this lesson, we're talking about pastimes. Andrew and Maria Jose are talking about what they like to do. And we're also going to be investigating a particular aspect of Spanish grammar, and that is using the command form, or as it's sometimes called, the imperative. I hope you find this lesson useful. So to begin with, we're going to listen to a conversation between Andrew and Maria Jose. And in this week's conversation, Andrew is working on a piece of work for his class. Una tarea. Una tarea is like a piece of homework. Una tarea. Una tarea. Okay, and so he's working on this piece of work and he's finding it a little boring. Pesada. Pesada. And to solve the problem of it being rather boring... Maria Jose offers to help Andrew. Let's listen to the conversation and see how much you can understand of it. A couple of questions you might want to consider while listening are, first of all, what does Andrew like doing in his spare time? And also, what does Maria Jose like doing in her spare time? Hola, Maria Jose. Hola, Andrew. How are you today? Pregúntame cómo estoy en español. Necesito practicar. Bueno, dime, ¿qué tal estás? I feel awful. I'm tired and hungry and fed up. Pero bueno, habla en castellano y di la verdad. <laughs> ok, estoy estupendo. Genial, fenomenal. Me alegro. ¿Qué tal tu curso? Todo bien, pero tengo una tarea un poco pesada esta semana. Ven aquí y muéstrame lo que tienes que hacer. Pues está bien. Podemos hacerlo juntos si quieres. Oye, no te voy a molestar todo el tiempo con mis tareas. Tranquilo, déjame ayudarte. Me gusta ayudarte. Bueno, si quieres. Parece que tienes que preparar un diálogo sobre tus pasatiempos. Entonces, ¿qué te gusta hacer en tu tiempo libre? Bueno, me gusta mucho viajar a otros países y hablar otros idiomas. ¿Es tu pasatiempo preferido? Sí, es uno de mis pasatiempos preferidos, pero también me encanta la música. A mí también me encanta la música. ¿Tocas algún instrumento? Sí, toco el piano. ¿Qué tocas tú? Yo toco la guitarra. Cuando era joven... Tocaba el piano, pero me costaba mucho. 
Pienso que la guitarra es más fácil. Deberíamos tocar juntos. Tal vez. Ya veremos. So, another conversation between Andrew and Maria José. The question I asked you before we started was, what does Andrew like doing in his spare time? And indeed, what does Maria José like doing in her spare time? Cara, did you pick up anything there? Andrew said that he likes to travel and speak other languages in his spare time. Muy bien. He said, me gusta mucho viajar a otros países. So, viajar means? To travel. Mm -hmm. A otros países. To other countries. Exactly. Now, that word país is a word that people often pronounce wrongly. País. País. And in the plural, países. Países. And it's the accent on the I that makes it país. 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 It's spelled P-A-I with an accent S. And if you think of the, the verb form, for example, habláis... Think of where the stress goes on that. Habláis. Where does the stress go? On the A. On the A. So habláis as opposed to habláis. For example, with país, we've got the accent on the I. So it's país. If it were on the A, it would be país. You see the difference? Yes. So país, países. País, países. So he said, me gusta mucho viajar a otros países y hablar otros idiomas. And speak other languages. Exactly. Can you remember the other word for a language? We've got un idioma and also... Una lengua. Una lengua. Muy bien. Una lengua. Literally, a tongue. Okay. Una lengua. La lengua is the tongue. When you're talking about the tongue as in part of your mouth, your body. La lengua. La lengua. But probably a better word to use for a language that you speak is un idioma. Un idioma. And note that idioma is masculine, even though it ends in a. It's one of these words that comes from the Greek. Idioma. Idioma. And it's linked, of course, to the English word idiom. Now, I also asked you, what does Maria José like doing? Did you pick up anything there, Cara? Yes, just before we leave Andrew, he said that he liked music and then Maria José agreed. She liked music too. Absolutely. She said, me encanta, a mí también, me encanta la música. Now, let's look at this a mí también in a little more detail. If you say me too, normally, which word would you use for me? Yo. Yo. Okay, in actual fact, you say I too in Spanish. For example, hablo Español. Yo también. Okay, so yo también. I too. I also. Yo también hablo español. I also speak Spanish. In English, we say me too. But in Spanish, you have to say I too. Now, let's think about me encanta. Because me encanta doesn't mean I love. It really means... It pleases me. Yeah, it pleases me. It, in, in the case of encantar, it enchants me because I love it. It enchants me. It, it pleases me lots. Okay? So, me encanta. It pleases me lots. It enchants me. So, I can't say me too. I would have to say it enchants me too. So, to me, it also enchants. And in that case, we have to say a mi también. A mi también. 
exactly the same with gustar. If I say, me gusta la música, Cara, how would you say, me too, I also like music? A mí también. A mí también. So, to me, pleases also. A mí también. A mí también. And if you wanted to include the gusta here, you would say, a mí también me gusta la música. You have to put in the me again. A mí también me gusta la música. A mí también me gusta la música. Just as María José said, a mí también me encanta la música. A mí también me encanta la música. Now, María José asked Andrew, ¿tocas algún instrumento? What would that mean? Tocar means to play. It does mean to play. It actually means to touch. But when you're playing an instrument, you tend to touch it. So that's how it becomes to play when you're talking about an instrument. Note that you can never use the verb jugar, which is the normal word for to play, when you're talking about a musical instrument. Jugar is only used for sports. So jugar al fútbol, jugar al baloncesto, jugar al voleibol, or whatever. So jugar used for sports, but when you're talking about instruments, you use tocar. Tocar. So, so, it means, do you play a musical instrument? Yeah, do you play any instruments? Um, in Spanish, tocas algún instrumento, in the singular. But in, in English, we would probably say, do you play an instrument or do you play any instruments, in the plural. And did you notice what Andrew said? Lo siento, Mark. No sé. No sabes. Bueno, Andrew... Toca el piano. He plays the piano. Yeah, of course. And Maria José said, Yo toco la guitarra. Maria José plays guitar. And then she goes on to say something else. She says, Cuando era joven, tocaba el piano. When she was younger, she played, she used to play the piano. Exactly. Which tense are we using there? The imperfect. It's the imperfect. And there are two imperfect examples there. Cuando era joven. Which verb is era from? It's from ser. Ser. Muy bien. Cuando era joven. When I was young. Tocaba el piano. So tocaba comes from? Tocar. Tocar, obviously. And tocar is a regular ER verb. It's certainly regular in the imperfect tense. Tocar becomes tocaba. Tocaba el piano. She then goes on to say, me costaba mucho, pero me costaba mucho. And this is quite a complicated idiomatic phrase. Well, it's not actually too complicated, but it's something that you might not immediately understand. What does costar normally mean when you say cuánto cuesta? How much does it cost? Costar yeah. to cost. Costar to cost. So if you are looking at something that costs quite a lot... It might not necessarily cost a lot in monetary terms, but in effort or in difficulty and in your capability. So, me cuesta mucho hablar español. That's the equivalent of saying, I find it really quite difficult to speak Spanish. Me cuesta mucho. It costs me a lot. It doesn't mean that you've got to pay in order to speak Spanish, but me cuesta mucho hablar español. Me cuesta mucho hablar español. And so what is me cuesta mucho followed by? The verb hablar is in its infinitive. So is it always followed by an infinitive? 
it is in this construction it's always followed by an infinitive me cuesta mucho hablar me cuesta mucho tocar el piano me cuesta mucho uh, hablar con la gente or, or whatever it happens to be but you can also use it followed by a noun but we'll, we'll not go into that at the moment okay we'll be back in just a moment When you're not listening to Coffee Break Spanish, you can still practice your Spanish with our regular posts on social media. Find us on Facebook, just search for Coffee Break Spanish. We're Learn Spanish on Twitter. And you can keep up with the team through our regular posts on Instagram. Follow Coffee Break Languages. It's our mission to help you turn your downtime into your do time. bueno, dime, ¿qué tal estás? I feel awful. I'm tired and hungry and fed up. Pero bueno, habla en castellano y di la verdad. <laughs> ok, estoy estupendo. Genial, fenomenal. Me alegro. ¿Qué tal tu curso? Todo bien, pero tengo una tarea un poco pesada esta semana. Ven aquí y muéstrame lo que tienes que hacer. Pues está bien. 
Podemos hacerlo juntos si quieres. Oye, no te voy a molestar todo el tiempo con mis tareas. Tranquilo, déjame ayudarte. Me gusta ayudarte. Now, each one of these examples, each time you heard that little sound, is an example of the imperative. The imperative is a command form. And in this case, because Andrew and Maria José know each other, it's the to form, the informal imperative. At one point, Andrew, in a rather bad English accent, I have to say, replies in English, I feel awful, I'm tired and hungry and fed up. And Maria José says to him, Pero bueno, habla en castellano. Pero bueno is a very, very common Spanish phrase. Pero bueno, pero bueno, hijo. Come on, something like that. Pero bueno, habla en castellano. Habla comes from hablar, which of course means... To speak. That's right, to speak. And uh, el castellano, habla en castellano. What's castellano? It's another way of saying español. Yeah, it's, it's the word for Spanish. Another way of saying español, very, very common to describe the Spanish language as castellano. So when Maria José says, habla en castellano, she's saying to Andrew, speak in Spanish. She's not saying, you speak in Spanish, but she's giving him a command, habla en castellano. Cara, if Maria José had said, you speak in Spanish, using the normal form of the you, the tú form of the verb hablar, what would she have said? Hablas en castellano. Yeah, that's a hablas en castellano, the tú form. However, she said, habla en castellano. So the imperative form, the tú form of the imperative, is formed by taking the tú form, as it normally would be, which in this case is hablas, and taking off the s. So, habla en castellano is the correct to form of to speak. Okay, this is the imperative form here. We're not talking about the normal form of the verb. The imperative or command form, you take off the S of the tú. Habla en castellano. Habla en castellano. How would you say, play the piano? Toca el piano. Toca el piano, exactly. How would you say play at basketball? Juega al baloncesto. Baloncesto, that's it. Baloncesto is basketball, or in Latin America, baloncesto. Juega al baloncesto. Juega, toca, habla. Now, all of these are AR verbs, and the normal two form would be hablas, juegas, tocas, but to inform the imperative, we take off the S and just use the word on its own. Habla, toca, juega. With ER verbs, let's take vender. Exactly the same thing happens. Take off the S of the tú form. So how would you say normally, you sell the house? Vendes la casa. Vendes la casa. So how would you say sell the house in an imperative command? Vende la casa. Vende la casa. Vende la casa. Pero bueno, vende la casa. Come on, sell the house. Okay? Vende la casa. Vende la casa. And let's take an IR verb. Abrir means to... Open. Open. Yeah, that's right. So, how would you say, using the same construction, open the window? Abre la ventana. Exactly, because the to form would normally be 
abres, abro, abres, abre, abrimos, abris, abren. So the two formas, abres, take off the S and you have abre, abre la ventana. Abre la ventana. Okay, now some of the examples in the conversation combine the imperative with some kind of pronoun. Think of this example. Pregúntame cómo estoy en español. Pregúntame. Ask me how I'm feeling in Spanish. That's what Andrew said at the beginning of the conversation. Pregúntame. Pregúntame. So pregunta comes from preguntar and pregúntame means... Ask me. Exactly. And it's, it's actually, if we want to be really correct here, it's almost like saying ask to me. Ask the question to me. Pregúntame. Pregúntame. The same thing is used later when Maria José asks Andrew to show me what you've got to do. Muéstrame. 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 And with these two forms of the imperative, the me, or indeed any other pronoun, goes on the end. Muéstrame. Muéstrame. Pregúntame. Pregúntame. Now, do you remember the word that we've used hundreds of times for saying tell me? Dime. 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 Now, that is an imperative form, a two form, di, and then the me is added on to the end. So, dime, dime la verdad. Tell me the truth. Dime la verdad. Dime la verdad. Now, Maria José earlier says, di la verdad. Just tell the truth, not necessarily to me. Di la verdad. Di la verdad. And you'll be thinking that di is not following the same process as the others that we've mentioned, taking off the s of the tu form. Because what's the tu form of decir? Dices. Dices, that's right. That's the tu form of decir. But we don't, in this case, take off the s of dices. We've got an irregular imperative here. And the good news here, there are only a few irregular imperatives. Di is the irregular imperative in the tu form of decir. Di. Di. Di la verdad. Di la verdad. Dime. ¿Cómo estás? Tell me. How are you? Dime. Dime. Okay, now another irregular that was used in this conversation was ven. What verb do you think ven comes from? And I'll give you a clue. The first letter is not a B, but a V. Okay, the Spanish peculiarity there that Bs and Vs sound very similar. So, ven aquí. Venir? Venir. And venir means? To come. Exactly. Ven aquí, come here. Ven aquí. Ven aquí. And in some parts of the Spanish-speaking world, you'll hear more likely, ven acá. Ven acá? Acá is here, as is aquí. Acá. Acá. Aquí. Aquí. How do you say there? Allí. Allí. And if you want to have a further over there in Spanish, you use allá. Allá. So we've got aquí, acá, allí, allá. Aquí, acá, allí, allá. Ah, but with ven, you'd be more likely to say ven aquí or ven acá. Ven aquí, ven acá. Now, all these imperatives that we've learned today are two forms. And that's all we're going to cover today because 
The other forms, the usted and ustedes and indeed the vosotros form, are a little more complicated. They actually need us to look at the subjunctive again, and yes, we will be looking at that in the next couple of lessons. So we'll cover the imperatives after we've done some of the subjunctive. Don't worry about it all, I'm sure you'll find it very, very easy by the time we get to that. Let's listen to the conversation one last time, and this time nearer a normal speaking speed. See if you can recognise the imperatives in the first section, and also see if you can pick out the constructions and the vocabulary that we covered earlier in this lesson. Hola María José. Hola Andrew. How are you today? Pregúntame cómo estoy en español. Necesito practicar. Bueno, dime, ¿qué tal estás? I feel awful. I'm tired and hungry and fed up. Pero bueno, habla en castellano y di la verdad. Ok, estoy estupendo, genial, fenomenal. Me alegro. ¿Qué tal tu curso? Todo bien, pero tengo una tarea un poco pesada esta semana. Ven aquí y muéstrame lo que tienes que hacer. Pues está bien, podemos hacerlo juntos si quieres. Oye, no te voy a molestar todo el tiempo con mis tareas. Tranquilo, déjame ayudarte. Me gusta ayudarte. Bueno, si quieres. Parece que tienes que preparar un diálogo sobre tus pasatiempos. Entonces, ¿qué te gusta hacer en tu tiempo libre? Bueno, me gusta mucho viajar a otros países y hablar otros idiomas. ¿Es tu pasatiempo preferido? Sí, es uno de mis pasatiempos preferidos, pero también me encanta la música. A mí también me encanta la música. ¿Tocas algún instrumento? Sí, toco el piano. ¿Qué tocas tú? Yo toco la guitarra. Cuando era joven tocaba el piano, pero me costaba mucho. Pienso que la guitarra es más fácil. Deberíamos tocar juntos. Tal vez, ya veremos. And that's where we're going to leave it today for this edition of Coffee Break Spanish. Thanks for joining us, and we hope it's been useful. You can join the Coffee Break Spanish community on Facebook at facebook.com slash coffeebreakspanish and follow at Learn Spanish on Twitter. Muchas gracias y hasta pronto. This is a production of the Radiolingua Network. Find out more at radiolingua.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.